0: G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 465 of the Train Smooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website trainsmove.com. It feels good to be semi-consistent with the podcast at the moment, I'm I'm enjoying it, and I'm actually surprised to see how many um, messages I've got, whether it's been email or social media, that I've, um, surprising everyone, being consistent. But you're probably sitting, sitting there thinking, oh, how can I help support the show? You know, this bald-headed turd, he's providing content, but how can I help him? Well, the answer is simple. All you've got to do is come up with a training, racing, or nutrition question and send it through to trainsmove.com or jump onto your little email machine and type in Tim at trainsmooth.com. Oh, it's just that simple. And you'll get instant gratification once you hit the send button. <laughs> I've uh, mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that I've, my family brought me an electronic drum kit. It's something I hadn't done in 20 years. And when I'm saying 20 years, it's 20 years and maybe six months. I'd stopped in 2001. And it's one of those things that I always, I always thought, because I've been looking for one for a while, because I don't really want to, I don't want a real drum kit because it's loud and obnoxious, and takes up way too much room, but I want an electronic drum kit because I have a volume button and it's something I can jam with my daughter it's It's something I hope to um bring my daughter and I closer to be honest it's I've got a crazy amount in common with my son because whatever I'm into, my son just adopts so he's easy, but my daughter's not into sports she's not into um, politics or business or anything that's remotely interesting to me, she's not that into. But she's into music, and I used to be so heavily into music when I was a teenager and early twenties. But um, so I thought, oh, well, I'll get a drum kit. She she plays just about every instrument under the sun, and we'll be able to knock around together. So they got, they got me a, an electronic drum kit, and I, it was sitting there for the best part of a week before I even really sat. Down behind it because I they gave it to me minutes after I blew my Achilles, and and apart from my son was I taught my son the basic beat and he's got that down pat, but he he's got no feel for music whatsoever and doesn't know what to do, when to do it, or how to do it. But he, he he's getting there. My daughter's taken to it like a duck on water. She's just straight into it. So I've helped her a couple of times with how to manipulate what she already knows to make it sound a little bit better and add an accent here and do this there and a couple of drills but the best part of a week had gone past and i hadn't sat down on on the drums at all and it's just you know i was a skin full of emotions with with my um quitting iron man (laughs) so My son's playing the the other, you know, a week or whatever it was ago, or just under, he's playing his same beat over and over and over again for best part of an hour and a half, and I, and I walked in thinking, you know, always, while I never played drums for the best part of 20 years, I never thought i w- i knew i would deteriorate to a, c- a certain point i knew i wasn't going to be at this anywhere near the same level i used to be because i used to play constantly and i knew that i would <laughs> I, I, you would listen to music constantly, and even though I hadn't been playing drums, I'd be tapping along on, my, on the on the desk at work or whatever, or I'd be visualising playing the drums to a particular song as I'm driving home, or whatever it was. So I always thought, you may, I may not have, be able to play with the same intensity or the same speed that I used to, but at slower songs, I reckon I'm a better drummer now, not having played drums, because, but I can hear it differently and feel it differently than I ever had. I reckon I'm at a slow song. I reckon I'm better now than I ever before. But anyway, turns out that's not the case. I said, my son's playing the drums constantly over, and I said, prepare yourself to have your mind blown. Hop up. So I get the drumsticks, and I, I got Google Hub right next to the drum kits, and I just yell out, okay, Google, play Wipeout. And, and Wipeout's one of those songs that's not that impressive Wipeout to a drummer. Oh, hang surface. on. Sure. <laughs> okay, Google. Okay, Google, stop. So, so I've set up... Um, so that the wipe, Wipeout's one of those songs that's not that impressive to a drummer, but wildly imp- impressive to people who don't play drums. So that's why drummers play it. And I thought, I'm just going to cane this. And I started... Doo, 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 doo. And I don't think I got one full wrapped through my shoulder start hurting my forearm starts hurting my wrists are starting to hurt I'm thinking bloody hell I'm not even you know I've barely gone through the intro here and I'm and then once it gets going I'm I couldn't hold pace oh I was wildly depressed anyway he, he said he was impressed because that's what that song does but I was so deflated anyway so I started playing 10 minutes here 10 minutes there a few times a day and I'm just playing slower songs and I learn a little bit i have i'm absolutely shocked how deteriorated i have become playing drums it's and after watching myself on video i've i do admit i've been picking up the drumsticks a hell of a lot more and playing it a hell of a lot more but i've gone so far back down to basics i feel like like I've just had to start from scratch here. I was walking around just saying, "I'm going to be teaching, you know, I'm going to be teaching this at adult education. I'm that good." Oh God, I was hopeless. And I and just just before picking this up, I d- I decided, to, and you know, I'm trying to play slower songs, and I thought i would build myself up. I'm playing some Eric Clapton, I'm playing some Silverchair, I'm playing Pearl Jam, but they're just their slower, even the Ramones, a couple of their slower songs, and and I and I do admit just when I'm getting bored I have to throw on a harder faster song because that's kind of what my jam is and I'm I suck so bad it's it's not even remotely funny but anyway now that I've you know this is this is, I like the podcast because I get to skew with all the crap on my brain and I don't ever have to pay for a shrink or anything because I just have you guys to complain to anyway Damien, who actually sent me through an email at trainsmove.com, because that's what you do, sent me through an email who writes, I am trying to, I am tra- I am training for a local Ironman that is four months away, sorry, I've said that wrong, Damien writes, I am training for a half, my local half Ironman that is four months away, what is the best way to structure my training so that I can peak at the right time, training around ten hours per week, I have a I have an hour per per day through the week and a little extra on weekends. The past two years, I have been doing my local race calendar of sprints and Olympic distance tries. Uh, I'm 45 years old. And that's about it. Um. So, I, I always like how um, a lot of athletes use the word, you know peaking i'm going to peak for this race peak for that race or 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 whatever it's a lot of uh, when you're using the word peak uh, most people can't possibly don't possibly get to peak um we see even pros struggle with that but it's such um i remember when i first got into trial tell us a quick story i remember when i first got into triathlons i used to read um Joe Freels' blog. Now I don't know if he's still it's been such a long time since I've clicked on his website. I don't know if he's still got the website or whatever, but Joe Freel um had this blog and he, he wrote something on the lines now I'm paraphrasing this a little bit because it's been so long since I've read it, but it it's always stuck in my head. This uh, where he had a he was coaching an athlete that from memory, and my memory's a bit rough here. <laughs> From memory, it, it was. Um, he was coaching an athlete that about 13 weeks out or so from his key race, he was training, I think, for Kona to, to qualify for Kona. About 13 weeks out from his race, he'd got sick. And then, he, so he, he lost, not badly, just a bit of a cold, but he lost the best part of a week's worth of training. And then the rest of the training went okay. And he, he, he just that one week worth of um, lack of training in that one particular week cost him his Kona slot. He missed out by one or two minutes or so. And I remember thinking, oh, what crap? What bull crap? And, uh, you know, he had 12 weeks, so he had 12 weeks to train for. And even when I started coaching, got to that level, I'm thinking, oh, I just don't see the how that... It still kept going in my head and thinking, oh, he's... He's, I don't agree with a lot of uh, with a number of things the way Joe Friel does it, but then he's very credible too. So there's a lot of stuff that I definitely agree with and it kept running in my little head that I just can't see that happening. How what crap. And then I start learning more and more and more. And it's really only been in the last uh, year and a half, two years where I can see that being hundred percent correct. Probably two years, two solid years ago, I started thinking um, that it was yeah, I can see that being a hundred percent correct that he, he would not be able to peak if he'd lost that or the best part of a week's training thirteen weeks out, and if you're looking at all the numbers and and um, the training, how how it's all structured, but you you need such an uninterrupted. Um, training if you really want to peak um for 70.3 you're looking at a solid solid six months um for i mean i do think to it's it's around 12 months worth of real now i'm not saying you've got to be running 12 months out 20 mile runs at race at race pace that'd be just stupid but it starts way back there so you know that You've got, you've got to just that reverse engineer what your goals are. And you've 12 weeks out, 13 weeks out, 16 weeks out. You miss out on a, a day. Um, well, you can go six weeks out. And if all of a sudden you've got really cold weather and starting to pour, you miss it, you have a bit of a sneeze, you miss out on your long bike ride, you miss out on your long runs, very good chance you're not going to hit those numbers two weeks out from from Ironman to be able to properly peak. So, a lot of a lot of a lot of age groupers don't don't understand that. You get further further on down the track. Um, most people who with no experience in endurance training can't, you know, wouldn't be able to understand that whatsoever. They're just gonna go, oh crap! They're, they're, and and I was saying, oh crap, too, for um, for, for years. For once, I read that, but I really do understand that now, and I fully can understand how that particular athlete that Joe Freel was coaching at the time didn't peak, and he missed out on his conuslop by by memory, like by two minutes or something like that. It was, and it, it could all stem right back from being sick and not being able to train or be able or was training very very lightly for the best part of a week. So, um. It, so, I'm not exactly answering your question there. It's just a good story to tell. Um, but with a week, I wouldn't worry too much about the word peaking. You're trying to peak. You you want to if you're training for an hour a day, five f- five days a week, one hour a day a week, a little extra. So, if you're training roughly around one hour a week, um, uh, let's say three three hours three hours Saturday and two hours Sunday. We'll just use that for a figure. Um, I'd be looking more of the lines of probably two swims through the week, um, probably a swim Monday and a swim Thursday-ish thereabouts. Um, your Monday one, I'd be making it more aerobic, more endurance type, maybe with a few little efforts here and there into it so let's say you did um, five times four hundreds and I know that's a boring session but let's say you did that with a couple of shorter times so you might go um, slowly increasing the speed from one for, for a little bit faster than the other one with less time rest in between so you might start off with 30 seconds rest 25 seconds rest 20 seconds rest and 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 go down that way, and the second that second swim would be definitely a harder, faster, faster session. Um, on the bike, um, you'd, you'd want one. You'd probably Tuesday. You'd do a uh, more of a threshold bike with maybe a little brick run off it. But then you've only got an hour a day, so I'd be looking at a threshold run on the on the Tuesday, um, Wednesday. Sorry, a threshold ride on the Tuesday, or probably a track run maybe on the on the Wednesday. Thursday was going to be a swim. Friday, what, I'd be doing another bike. Probably bike would be... And I'm only running off here. Probably smash... Uh, probably do a bit of... I'd even make that a mix-up session, so you're hitting as many different actually no cancel that i'd be doing um a strength endurance session more on that friday and then on the saturday your long ride i'd be doing maybe the first half aerobically and then the second half of that long ride i'd be doing it as a mix-up session so you are constantly you're going to be going and i'd be structuring it a little bit better than what i'm about to say but i'd be trying to hit a a few different systems so i'd be Doing a couple of um, one minute hard efforts, so you're going. So you do five times one minute, very hard. So you're going anaerobic into these one minutes, and then you're giving yourself four minutes easy to to recover from it. And then you might ride a little bit, and then you might just do a ten minute th- um, threshold uh, interval, and then you ride for ride a bit easier for a while, and then you might do a couple of VO2, so six minute efforts, and then you might. Do a twenty minute effort or also So, so you, it's a it's a full mix up so you're going um, you're hitting a wide range of different things now you might if you can't if you're getting back from those three hour bike rides as currently and you're a bit tired, well then smashing the crap out of yourself next week's not going to do you any good so you have to train start adding maybe a few four minute efforts towards the end of them and start increasing it that way and for the run. For your long run um just getting a, like a two hour run in first up, and then once you 're about twelve weeks out, start adding you know a little bit of fun on the end towards the end of it or through it, just to add a little bit of intensity but i 'd be using Monday as your recovery day and and even that th- second swim so you 're having two days a week off your legs and if you 've got time well, I would make time i'd if time's limited six days a week so it'd go Monday through to Saturday wake up yeah you run to the dunny and after that do a six minute just six minutes core strength session that's all you have to do nothing flash nothing you know just six minutes worth of core work and over the week that works out to be 30 minutes 36 minutes of core strength work you've just done so you do that before breakfast don't wait till oh, I'll do that when I get back from work. Because that that crap never works out for you. You you can't have breakfast until that core strength session's done. Or if you don't have breakfast, or you have breakfast at work, or whatever whatever it is, you can't do until you get that core strength session done. So that I'd be looking at doing that. And that will fill up your day. You've got you doing that will fill up your week. And the more cl- the closer you get to to race day, the more. Um, it, more time you want to be spending at that race effort or race power or right that race intensity so that's kind of how I'd be looking at it I'd be about seven eight days out I'd start tapering then and and, and but if you get to seven days out and you're feeling feeling okay um I'd or if you're two weeks out and you're feeling absolutely trash, you might want to start then. But maybe, maybe race week after you finish, or seven. Let's go on that Saturday before the race. You, you do a time trial, like the, doing these time trials. So if it's um, doing 70.3 or yourself, maybe maybe a fifty-kilometer time trial plus a warm up and a cool down. So that might be a sixty-k day um with a a six kilometer run off the bike at race race effort and on the the sunday before the race maybe a 90 minute easy run and then and that's part of all your tapering it into it then and put yourself down for two rest days during (laughs) during race week maybe one on a oh no because you're not training that much maybe just one one rest day so th- three days out have a rest day to now for day before the ra- day before your 70.3 do a 45 minutes worth of swim bike run all easy two days before do swim bike run for a total of one hour the third day before the race have a full day off so that, that's kind of how i'd be looking at doing it at a glance and then but you'll know more as you're getting closer i think a a mistake a lot of people make during a big race whether they're running a training for a marathon or whether they're training for an ironman 70.3 or whatever they don't I, i hear a lot of people saying that people do too much on on race week i i i don't judge that that as much because i don't know what those people have done or what, what their plans are. Or so I do know the people towards the end of the po- their, their age groups are definitely training during race week. But I see the people towards the back part of the race, not a lot happens on race week. They they I say, oh, yeah, I'll train up until Wednesday and then I'll have every day off until race day. And your body starts shutting down on you. That's not a good way of doing it you got to keep it moving i know I, which is funny because it reminds me um i had pretty well all, well last week was my first week off of no training and i haven't done that in yonks and um over monday tuesday wednesday but by, by mid by mid thursday my joints were fully seizing seizing right up i, I felt horrible my head was being done in but I just was feeling absolutely RS. And so I started having to do mobility sessions and just to to get going. And and I'm supposed to be having this week off, but I started back swimming yesterday. It's just doing my head in, not training. And I'm about to go for a mountain bike ride. Because mountain bike riding is not part of training. It's not on a road bike or a time trial bike. It's not on Zwift. So I'm going to smash some trails on the mountain bike and then I've got to swing past the school pick my son up. He's going to run home and I'm just going to follow him on the bike and just p- pick on him. I go, what are you doing? Run harder, faster. What are you doing? What are you? Anyway, that's always fun. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Until next episode. Hooroo.